0: This is The Shift Podcast.
1: Today on The Shift Daily Podcast, what if an app could help you store your favorite memories, videos, voices, all of those important pieces of life that we seem to forget so quickly. Tim and Tanis Roberts explain how their Made in Canada app can keep the memories of your loved ones alive with their voices, photos, storytelling, and more. They share why they started it, how they started it, and what this project is and why it matters, EchoBox.ca. In case you missed it, Ryan O'Donnell shares a sad cancer diagnosis from the music world. Plus, we chat about the haunting new flavors of craft Dinner. And Ryan makes the commitment that he's going to go try it and let us know on the shift. Plus, are you okay with disc golf, or as we called it, uh, frisket ball? All of this and more on the shift daily podcast. Ryan O'Donnell is here on the shift, Brent and Kelly as well. Should we do some are you okay? I did receive a text message that said, Hey, when is are you okay? Turns out it's it's right here. Want to dig into it, fellas? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, right. Yeesh. Are you okay? Are you okay with disc golf? I've only uh, seen images. I've never played. I'm trying to think if I've ever played it. I don't think I did so. At a campground, there was a campground I was at once that had a disc golf nine hole course around the a campground. Whole course. Nine hole wow. course. And so you could, you could, you know, go play through the trees, and it was fun. It was fun to have a target. I just don't know why they call it disc golf. I don't know why they just don't call it frisbee.
0: Well, maybe they assume that they think it's a sport for dogs. You know, they want to make sure it's humans playing the sport. And you do, okay. to be fair to the golf angle, you do throw it into a you know finger quote hole or it's more but of like you don't a basket throw it in a hole. it's a basket
1: right like you throw it into it's more like basketball like why do they call it frisbee basketball frisget ball
2: yeah like Frisbee ball
1: yeah Fris- and frisbee you, you play, people play frisbee with humans ryan right? like it's not everybody plays
2: well um, is frisbee <laughs> a copy written term by some company maybe oh, is that why it's a like question. the that frisbee
1: company like like kleenex yeah or something yeah, that could be, maybe that's it. Maybe that's one of those words. Maybe uh, the flying disc is the, oh, Brendan, he's so smart. Yeah, that's um, yeah it's true. That's exactly why you're here. Um, all right, well, let's get into the story because there's a, there's a sport called disc golf that is way more of a sport than I ever thought it was. And um, Ryan wrote this interesting line, which I thought was, um, which was a great way to bring it up. It says, the sport your douchey friends played in college, did you? That's a typo. <laughs> uh, had a has a professional league, and it's quite amazing. So, how about entertaining yourself, watching disc golf, like on TV? Okay, so some are saying that this particular shot in disc golf, in frisketball was the greatest shot in the history of the sport, and it happened this weekend. It happened at the Professional Disc Golfers Association World Championships in Utah, and yes, I was shocked to hear this is a thing. And not only is it a thing, it is a very well attended thing.
2: Hmm. I'm, I'm an incredible. I'm just shocked. There's something going on in Utah. I've been there, and there's not much there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know a couple that they met at frisbee golf. Really? Like th- yeah, that's where they met, and they got married and stuff. Do they have golf at the wedding? Uh, no, not that I'm worried. Ah, I don't think they do it anymore. Missed opportunity. Um, this incredible shot made by James Conrad blew up online, and it may have invigorated interest in frisketball. <laughs> Disc golf. In the clip, Conrad sinks a long birdie on the 18th hole to force a playoff against Paul Macbeth. Conrad drilled a shot from 247 feet out, which is quite far, Um, the crowd went wild. So what does it sound like when the crowd goes wild at a disc golf 18th hole with a a hole in one, I guess? Is that what you call it? A basket in one, a frisbee, a disc in one? Um, Well, here's that a moment plus some amazing play-by-play of disc golf. He's got a lot of space out there to the left. We'll see how aggressive of an angle he puts on this or if he keeps it more neutral and just lets the disc drag over. He's using that envy
2: again, so it's a putter.
0: Oh, no way! No way!
2: Unbelievable. What did we just watch? Dude. Dude. That's the clutchest thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> oh, oh that man. That clutch, dude. Oh, man. In oh. the very beginning, it sounded so professional and just yeah. like golf, Both right? Professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's got a lot of space there. He's got his putter disc out. It's disc that's like a putter, but it's not a disc. It's not a putter at all, actually. It's not even golf. It's frisbee, but we're going to call it a putter. And, uh, and uh, he's going to just let it slide. You know, some like
2: sports legendary. Play-by-play announcers have, you know, I've always idolized and have heavily influenced me. Is that what this is coming? Like,
0: what happened? I don't know. What happened? I think think it's awesome. I think this is fun because this is how you get young people to watch the sport. Hey, here's a clip of a guy putting the greatest shot in the history of the sport. And then at the very end, they hear someone young use the exact same language they hear every single day when they watch video games on Twitch and mm, streaming. That's know. how you get young people to watch sports. I'm serious. I You're going to see this I think, I'm guarantee this. You are going to see casting like this in every sport. Not I don't uh, mean on the main channels, uh, but I guarantee every single sport will sound like that in one way in or another. In this video, it's about 100 yards
1: and um they're they're lined up like a golf course. There's some stands in the background, there's scaffolding just like if you saw Happy Gilmore. There's stands in the background with ads on it. And uh, they've got Uh, sky cameras. But I want you to listen to um, that last, I don't know, about 12 seconds or so. Uh, Brendan, 15 seconds. Can you just kind of clip us in from there? And then I want you to hear when the announcers start and they get into the dude part. They go from this incredibly actually, maybe just play the whole thing. They go from the very beginning where it sounds professional to the very end where it sounds so incredibly amateuristic it's mind-blowing so uh, let's play it again i want you to hear the contrast between the two he's got a lot of space out there to the left we'll see how aggressive of an angle he puts on this or if he keeps it more neutral and just lets the disc drag over
2: he's using that envy again so it's a putter
3: Oh no way!
0: No way! Unbelievable!
2: What did we just watch, dude? That's the clutchest thing I've ever seen. No, I just I can't. No, that's epic. It
1: It was sick. He's just
2: no, 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 no. I need just a
0: rager, bud. I, I, I I think it. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because if you look at the guy who made that shot, he, you know, he doesn't look like Tiger on the ninth, you know, he's not wearing no. direct shirts, he's wearing gym shorts and a T shirt and he's got long, long, long hair and a beard. And he mm-hmm. just casually pulls off the greatest shot in the history of the sport. I mean it fits the bill of the sport and I think it works there. But that that's outstanding. I, don't, I love this.
1: I can't. I don't understand why he can't. You know, not look like he just got off his mother's couch. I don't understand why he couldn't. You know, maybe put on some nice clothes. That would have been nice. Um, I don't think he has to look a certain way. But it might. I mean, if you're going to be on TV, I mean, wouldn't you want to put on a, a nice thing? Regardless of all this, it was a really cool shot, and the fact that he got it in, um, the basket hole, thing, the basket, holy basket, basket hole. Um, was really great, and um, it's worth the watch if you get a chance to do it. Conrad went on to win his first ever PDGA Professional Disc Golf Championship with the shot, and it was a little bit more like Happy Gilmore than it was golf, as he went literally running down um, the fieldish runway court thing, and he uh, and then everyone was cheering and and running after him. It was looked a little bit. Uh, different let's just put it that way it looked a little bit more like happy gilmore chugging beer out of a a, a beer jug
0: yeah, a very happy gilmore moment the interesting <laughs> thing was golf. is that he needed to basically have a once-in-a-lifetime game to qualify for the playoffs to then qualify to win the tournament and he with that shot put him in the playoff and then he won the tournament so yeah it's like yeah, it's cool. I, hey, he must
1: be on cloud nine i, I love it Me, it's great me being critical of the sport and the
0: broadcast
1: uh, does not diminish the fact that that shot was dynamite. Well done, sir. Um, very cool stuff. Iron your pants next time, will you? Um, are you okay? Are you okay with bus stops?
0: Ooh,
2: Some of them. No. Not all of them, no.
0: No. It's train like stations are usually okay. There's enough space at train stations. But i if there's a bus stop, and it's got a shelter, nine times out of ten, I'm not standing in the shelter. There's something in mm. there I don't want to be near. Unless it's yeah. windy in wintertime in Alberta, and then there's a heater
1: mm-hmm. in some of them, then that's all so right. I was going to say, that'd be nice. Here in Vancouver, none of them are covered,
2: and like it's just pouring rain for four months out of the year. It'd be, yeah. nice.
1: It'd be nice to have a cover. That'd be nice, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the British military had a bit of a goof this week. Classified Ministry of Defense documents containing details about HMS Defender and the British military went missing. Oh no. But don't worry, they were found at a bus stop in Kent. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. According to the BBC, one set of documents discusses the likely Russian reaction to the ship's passage through Ukrainian waters off the Crimea coast on Wednesday. At a bus stop. Another plan, another details plans for a possible UK military presence in Afghanistan after the US-led NATO operation there ends. And the Brits are a little cross about this on GB News. That's very American news. I can't do that. Raw And GB News britain's former yeah, jb news uh britain's former director general of ministry of defense spoke plainly <laughs> that's being gentle isn't it about the issue
0: i mean this is not the first time it must be said that uh, secret or top top secret uh, documents have been left in bizarre places like trains and bus stops whatever how serious is this one do we reckon
1: I think as a result, it isn't actually that serious because it actually tells us very much what we we know. It's just confirmed what's happened. Um, You're right. We've had a few of these in the past with laptops and things like that. Um, Could I say at the outset that I would urge every member of the public, if they find something like this, to take it to the police rather than the BBC. You're effectively helping our opponents uh, and those that would wish the country harmed by actually putting it out there, you know, uh, full investigation would take place and the person responsible would be held to account. There's no question about that. But if you find things like this, please take it to the police. Um, You might as well take it to the Russian embassy if you're going to put it out there on the BBC. Oh, come on. (laughs) That sounds like competition, right? Um, It does have a point, though.
0: He, I, I, mean. agree. I agree with this point. I, mm-hmm. The fact that it was forgotten and left at a bus stop deserves to be news. And if you're a citizen mm-hmm. of the UK, you deserve to know about that. But at the same time, if that document contains very sensitive military information on a, something that just happened, mm, I feel like you might not want to have that all the details (laughs) currently available
2: just an excellent deflection if you ask me it's like if you find that that's your fault and you shouldn't be telling anyone about it it's like deflecting from the whole point that they lost it
1: it's a fair statement to say hey by the way uh don't put this on social media which is kind of the thing that most everyone would be doing like well look what i found man snap it I mean, that's just a terrible diagnosis or temperature check on the status of humans today. That's all that is. Uh, the government said an investigation has been launched. The HMS defender upset Russia's military on Wednesday when it sailed south of the Crimean Peninsula in the Black Sea area that Moscow claims as its territorial waters. The document showed officials conducted high-level discussions before Wednesday's clash about how Russia may react if they sailed too close to Crimea. Uh, The BBC said many nations, including the UK, do not accept Russia's annexation of Crimea from Ukraine and consider that to be Ukrainian waters. And there's been an awful lot of these flybys from different countries in general, um, including NATO doing them back. We'll show you, man, Um, what's going on there. We're going to skip one down one here, Uh, Brennan. Are you okay? Are you okay with a chicken sandwich?
2: I am again. Yeah. I, never, I wasn't for a few years, but now I'm doing them again. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah
0: you like the animals. Yeah, right. Back in the swing. this yeah. nice chicken sandwich, especially during a heat wave, a fried chicken sandwich and a cold beer. Yes.
2: Really oh, fried chicken. You know what?
0: For me,
1: I love in these heat waves, like a little rotisserie chicken. If you'd even do the barbecue, you can get a whole chicken, just cut it in half. A little of uh, Shane Hewitt's signature uh, chicken seasoning. Ooh and uh half a ch- two half chickens on the grill but then you just sort of like pull it right and then put it on salad like a nice crisp romaine make yourself a little caesar salad like that that's good stuff that's really good stuff sometimes things get heated when it comes to chicken sandwiches we don't mean spicy sauce in fact police in tennessee not florida chucker arrested two people accused of firing shots at a memphis burger king after a fight about a spicy chicken sandwich. Here's more from WMC Action News Five.
0: Now, according to a police affidavit released overnight, the two people you see here on your screen, Tavarius McKinney and Kiana Halliburton, got into some sort of fight with employees at the Burger King on North Hollywood and Fraser earlier this morning. We don't know what exactly brought this fight on. Police just tell us the two left the restaurant. They came back minutes later, firing multiple shots from the road into the parking lot. Two people were hit by the bullets.
1: Yikes. That's weird, at it? (laughs) I feel like she's had more to tell us there.
0: Hit by the bullets. I won't spoil it for you. She did, but they started playing absurdly loud, very American uh, exit music. Ah. That did not, would not sound nice to your ears. So, all right, take my word for it.
1: Those two dudes, McKinney and Halliburton, are scheduled to appear in court on Thursday. They face several charges, including attempted first-degree murder. In 2019, a man was fatally stabbed while trying to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Man, that is committed to your chicken. So much yeah. so that you're willing to go to jail.
0: This is the Shift Podcast.
1: This might sound like a strange comparison, but... I mean, I've lost many people through the course of all the years, like we all do, but the most one where I feel like I've lost the most, it would be my grandfather and his voice and strangely enough, my dog and her voice. Uh, I had a great Dane. I've shared this with the shift heads many, many times. And, you know, the reality is, is those dogs are very vocal. They're very chatty dogs. And I miss that. I miss the voice. So when I saw this opportunity to to talk about uh, the Echo Box, I really wanted to get into it. What is the Echo Box? Well, to explain to us here on The Shift what all of this is, uh, is Tim and Tanis, and they're from Calgary, and you guys have created, well, frankly, you've created a way to keep the memories of our most favorite people around us and alive, um, and alive, so... Where do you guys want to start? I really want to hear the story about how you got into this and and help us understand the opportunity to, I guess, hear those voices again that we really, really want.
3: Sure. Um, well, thank you very much for having us. Uh, it all stemmed from seeing a YouTube video in about 2015 or so. It was of an older gentleman who listened to the sound of his wife's voice on an answering machine. Um, he treasured it. I uh, listened to it when he was down and kind of, you know, when he was, uh, needing a boost, that sort of thing. Um, and one year, I guess he had it for about 11 years and one year, uh, the service needed to kind of revamp their system. And so, uh, all of the, their clients or their customers had to just make a new recording for their answering machine. And so for him, that was, right. you know, obviously devastating and, um, much to Virgin Media's credit, they, they got a couple of technicians. I think there's about 10 of them and they dug through the files and returned, they found it and returned the sound, uh, the recording with the sound of his wife's voice to wow. him. And um, so, yeah, in the video you get to see his reaction and he kind of tears up and tears over. And of course uh, I'm, the, I'm the kind of person that kind of gets, you know, easily moved by stuff like that. If you're, if you're watching somebody uh, see for the first time or hear something for the first time. And so this impacted me and it just uh, made me think that, you know, there's, there's got to be a better way for seniors, especially to, you know, record things and and use technology and kind of leave whatever it is they want behind. Um, Because obviously, you know, as kind of mundane, as just a hi, you've reached the so-and-sos, please leave your message uh, is um, that meant everything to him. And so uh, we just thought, well, we could kind of make a platform that, uh, you know is advertising free and that lets people do this sort of thing and and just collect all the little bits and pieces of life that they like and we can make it uh, as secure as we can and so um you know they can treasure each other and each other's memories and uh, reinvest and 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 you know uh, revisit each other's uh, life stories in a new way
1: you hear many people that when their favorite person passes away they'll often keep their cell phone alive for a long time right just so they can phone it and hear the greeting
3: oh right okay. yep yeah.
1: And, um, and so, I mean, you hear that, of course, there's the stories of the, you know, old school answering machines, digital voicemail and all those pieces. Um, So what have you seen here? I mean, you've created echo box. Um, What is it and, and how does it help address this?
0: Yeah. So it's a mobile app right now. It's
3: uh, only available for iOS and it really is. It's almost a way of listing all of your favorite moments in life. So there's, there's different lists with subtopics too. So say there's, you know, your favorite uh, TV shows. And then within that, will be you know your favorite actors favorite movies things like that and so you can write a description and then also attach um, a link to something you can also add a video or a picture and also audio with it as well so you can just build um, lists and, and memories of all of your favorite moments in life oh very cool And so, yeah, just the idea is to build a mosaic of all these little pieces. And then by the end of it, you've, uh, you know, you get out of it what you kind of put into it. And uh, so people that really like the stuff can just dive into it. And I think the, if you buy the premium uh, status, which is um, our most expensive uh, item for, I think it's a 999 Canadian. uh, It it allows you to tell something like 4,080 different stories with, you know, a title, a description, links, uh, recordings, and a picture. And so, Uh, You really get to put into it what you like. So
1: I have those books. I've done the books just recently with my kids and my grandparents, right? The sort of the story of us books and how we met and those kinds of things. It sounds very similar to that with the exception being, of course, actually attaching audio and video to it and being able to create a more interactive experience. I mean, those books are nice, but we often put those books away and then we don't bring them up for a bunch of years, having it on your phone. Now that's interesting. I mean, then you, I mean, you're having a crappy moment, you know, you go sit by the river and you just want to hear, you know, uncle Bob's voice. Sure. And there it is for you. Right. Like, I mean, that's interesting.
3: Right. And yeah, you're right. Those books are fantastic. And they're, they've been doing some really good work, uh, keeping memories alive for a long time. Um, you know we're a little different in the way that like you say you it's so accessible you can record things uh if you're on a hiking trail and and you know you want to, that that shot of uh, on top of the hill or your your voice uh it it's kind of a little more up to you and you you aren't necessarily led by the questions so much uh you know my favorite color is or this or that you can kind right. of carry on here and there and i guess the biggest difference is um, you can't lose your Echo Box uh, collection of things or it can't get uh, damaged in a fire or a flood or that sort of thing because it's uh, it's backed up and it's stored in the cloud. So uh, so hopefully we've kind of addressed a couple of things that may have caused some people some grief over the years.
1: Yeah, it'd be really cool. How many times have we sat down and sort of spoken to those people? Right. You sit down and I, I, the picture that you created for me. Uh, Tim was sitting on top of a, a mountain, sort of even having the conversation. You know, sometimes we say goodbye. Sometimes we say, hey, mom, I miss you. And just have a conversation with mom or dad or, or whoever the grandpa, whoever that is. And just to be able to share that. Um, And then, but not only be in the moment of it. I don't know if you've ever been in this moment. But there's sometimes you just feel connected to those people. And whether you're just saying goodnight, and some people say it through prayer, and some people say it just through conversation. And, you know, some people say it over a shot of whiskey. I... Um, however, everyone does it, they just feel really, really connected. And then, then it's gone. What, how cool would it be if, even if you were just even in your own conversation, you know, with crazy uncle Bob, everyone's got a crazy uncle Bob. That's why I say <laughs> that, um, that's, um, that you're able to, that you're able to, you know, even save that part too of your, your memory, your memory of your memory, which that that's, that's interesting. I like that.
3: Right. And and I mean, it can be as silly and fickle as somebody who wants to. It can be full of jokes and lighthearted or, um, you know, I've noticed amongst uh, some of our friends that are already starting to use it that, you know, some of them get really deep in the messages they want to pass on to their kids. And, uh, you know, so some of them from that mountaintop will be taking a picture of uh, or a video of, uh, you know, hey, I love it here. We come here every year. Another one might be like, you know, I love you guys. Uh, I hope you think of me up on this trail. You know, it's kind of what you want to yeah. make of it. And the whole idea is that, you know, when one of us passes on, then uh, the rest of us can kind of revisit them and maybe uh, toast them with their favorite glass of wine and uh, listen to some of their favorite songs. And whether it's a hiking trail or a fishing spot or a movie or something off their recipe list that we want to bake, it just allows this three-dimensional uh you know experience that kind of crosses the senses in a way that um you know poor old stan uh, the the you know that our inspiration didn't really have with his wife he just had that one little uh snippet of recording um and so we really do have him to thank so if this does go anywhere he's going to know about it for sure right now we're still really small and we're running it from our kitchen table so we'll yeah. see where it goes
1: Well, such is is inspiration. I mean, that's kind of how it all works. I mean, one of the biggest things that it makes me think of is when my grandfather, my papa uh, passed away, uh, his voice was one of my favorite things about him. His brother, Fred, sounded just like him. And Fred lived a lot longer than my grandfather did. And then when Fred passed away, I remember when I heard Fred for the first time, it had been a few years. I mean, that part of our family was not really, really close where we saw each other every year. And so, um, but we did see each other, and when I heard Uncle Fred talk, I was like, "Oh, wow, there it is right there." But then, through time, of course, Uncle Fred passes away, and so you know you sort of lose that treat or maybe you take it for granted that you can always see Uncle Fred um so it is curious to me to hear that you know what this really does create inside the storytelling and 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 make it what's your own so uh, here we are. I mean, talking about this fantastic idea, I'm sure that you guys have uh, started. It. Do you have kids or, or family or nieces and nephews that you keep close?
3: Yeah, we've got two daughters.
1: Yeah, yeah so how do you uh, have you guys found to use it? Do you use it yourselves and do you tell the stories?
3: Oh, f- yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim has filled up a lot of his for sure. I'm still working on mine, but uh, there's a lot to go through. I'm really, yeah. um, I guess, you know, I'm trying to get my parents uh, all over it um, as well as my kids. Although, uh, you know, our girls have heard so much about this during the course of development that as soon as you say EchoBox, they're like out of the room and doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> I <wrong laughs> um, But, you know, for our parents um, at that level, especially, you know, we want to, to just whatever they want to put in there, the more the merrier, um, because, you know, this is all going to mean so much at some, at some point. And so, um, yeah. It's just uh, the, more, the more people can use it, especially the closer to us, you know, immediately the, the better and the more it can mean to people out there that we don't even know, then, uh, then that's great.
1: Okay, so it's echo And it's an iPhone app at the moment. I'm sure that Android is on the hit list as soon as the economics of it all work out.
3: It's being worked on as we speak. Yeah, so we're, awesome. we're I think we're about a third of the way through we expect to be launching on Android in fall or at worst, maybe late 2021. Is there a way to gift it to people? There sure is. Yeah, on your if you if you get EchoBox on your phone, uh, it it's not just your own realm. You can create. You can create several EchoBoxes. So, um, and we built it that way so that uh, people in whether it's a rec- recreational therapist or if you're in a seniors home, um, people, people can actually host different ones for family members or for patients, and then at some point, let's say if, you, if you're if you a care worker and you have five or six patients on on your phone and one of them passes away, you can transfer that Echo Box from your account to one of their family members' account. So um, we didn't really mean it to be a gift after someone passes away. It's more like, you know, share it while you're alive and then it's there while, after you pass away. But uh, in that respect, then yeah, it can be gifted. So um, so yeah, to answer your question, yep, it's possible.
1: That's cool. That's neat. I mean, to think that you could create this and then, by the way, send it away. I mean, I've had so many friends that have passed away suddenly, of course, over the years. As we get older, this is one of those unfortunate chronic conditions that we all experience is that our friends just drop dead, and and um, and it happens. And there are a few people that I wish, you know, over the last five years, seven years, that that these things were around. Um, you know, those Facebook pages are still alive. Nobody has access to them. It's It's like they're alive online still, and you see them there, and it just... It, it, you know, it's just frozen in time and, but you don't get that same experience, right? You don't, I mean, you can sure read through their wall or whatever, but you don't really get that same, uh, you know, real touching, well, it's public forum stuff, right? Everyone puts their A role on, on, on Facebook and you don't always get the real life B role. So that's, that's, that's curious.
3: That's right. Yeah, we try to contrast in in several ways, just in the sense that, yeah, so, you know, people can't comment or tarnish each other's stuff. You don't get advertised to while you're on there. Um, you know, there's no data farming. So while you're on Echo Box, there isn't going to be like a third party figuring out what you're talking about so that it will advertise right. to you in a certain way. Um, yeah. we made you tell your kids, crazy. hey, I
1: love rollerblading. And all of a sudden, you, your kids get ads for rollerblades, right? Like, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's crazy. That's
3: right, because it, it is really cool to, you know, um, like, as you say, like we all have uh, friends and relatives that have passed away. And you can kind of revisit their story through Facebook. But it is kind of random. And depending on how they feel that day and what people say, you know, it, um, we're trying to offer – without getting too heavy, a spot to put all, you know, something where there is no wrong answers or you don't, you're not afraid to mention how you like bad at a hell by meatloaf and, or whatever it is, you know, doesn't, you know, it's, it's up to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think this is dynamite. You guys are on a, on this is absolute, not only is it, I would imagine economically a gold mine, uh, but I see that you're doing it uh, from a place of real sort of equity for everybody, which is awesome. And uh, not from a place of greed and really from the place of gifting it. So I, this is, this is quite remarkable. I think that you guys are on something great and I look forward to getting an update of, of how things roll out and, and checking it out more. I mean, as a business owner myself, I love this, this stuff. I love the idea. It also shocks me that nobody's been doing a, like a mass exposure version of this really in general. I think this is why this stuff is cool. I, it's neat. It's crazy to think that, that this wasn't done 10 years ago.
3: That's why, yeah, thank you very much. We were scratching our heads too. We kind of thought, you know, like everyone else, oh, well, somebody must have thought about this, uh, you know, put, put this out there already. And uh, I think, like you said, the closest thing that's out there is like the books. And so um, as soon as the dominoes started ticking, I think it's it starts, we, we've noticed that it's meant a lot to people in ways that we never thought it would. So it's growing like arms and legs and, and heads and moving in different directions and we're just really trying to keep up with it. So
1: yeah. All right. It's the Echo Box Memory Vault. Tim and tanis uh here sharing the story. Um the line at the top, I love it, um, where life resonates. And uh it's pretty fantastic to get it, consider it, uh what a gift it would be to give I mean, as parents, we sit here and we go, oh God, I can't even imagine if my kids just disappeared tomorrow and I didn't have recordings of their voices. I don't know. I mean, not only that, all the seasons of life, I think of my son and his giggle and my daughter and her laugh and from when they were kids and how that's gone now. I mean, not very often. I mean, my son's six foot five and 16 years old, so I can't just tickle him like I used to <laughs> and get that giggle out of him. Right. So, uh, right. So, um, to the thought of being able to have all of those things is, is pretty special.
3: Renal, right well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where we can take it, and uh, it's great to have uh, encouragement. And uh, thank you so much for having us on.
0: It's the Shift Podcast. In case you missed it on the radio, here's Ryan. It's Monday. Okay, uh, let's start with some sad news so that we can talk about more fun stuff. This is from the world of music, happened last week, and hopefully has a happy ending. Blink-182 bass player, co-lead singer Mark Hoppus, confirmed last week he has been diagnosed with cancer, which sucks. Here's more from The Hollywood Reporter. On Wednesday, June 23rd, the Blink-182 singer and bassist took to social media, writing, For the past three months, I've been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. I have cancer. It sucks, and I'm scared. And at the same time, I'm blessed with incredible doctors and family and friends to get me through this. I still have months of treatment ahead of me, but I'm trying to remain hopeful and positive. Can't wait to be cancer-free and see you all at a concert in the hopefully near future. Love to you all. He followed up with a lighthearted shot of himself in the hospital, captioned, Yes, hello, one cancer treatment, please. So I'm glad he can have a little bit of a lighthearted joke there, which is important if you are, you know, suffering from cancer. Uh, Blink-182 bandmate Travis Barker told E! News, uh, saying, you know, Mark's my brother. Love and support him. Be with him every step of the way on stage and off. Can't wait for us to play together soon. Hopefully all is well there. I wanted to bring it up. Classic band. I didn't really listen to them too much growing up, aside from hearing them in every single need for speed, you know, racing game, you know, there was always a blink 182 song, you know, either a Tony Hawk or a racing game. So they were always in the background and I very much get a throwback when I hear them, uh, just out of, uh, you know, coincidence, but I, it's still great. And, and hopefully all is well on his, on his end. Well,
1: scary for anybody. I mean, oh, of course, this is what happens though, right? Like generationally, we, some of our, these most impactful people of our lives, they start, um, Start kicking off and that sucks.
0: It does suck. Well, hopefully, well, hope he doesn't kick off. I don't want to get level ahead level. of myself here and say, I, by yeah, the way.
1: Exactly. Oh, they don't mean to be like, hey, yeah, you know, like here's your hex. Ha, ha, ha No, I don't mean that at all. I just mean like, um, this is uh you know, it's bad it's sad news and it's just
0: the reality is we all get a little bit older, I guess. Yeah. That's true. Um, so let's let's lighten the mood a bit here. Good morning, my friends. Do you find yourself loving that? I'm going to put the you know infomercial Vero voice on here. Um, do you find yourself loving the classic, cheesy, chemically taste of macaroni and cheese? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Hello. Re- absolutely. Of course you do. Perhaps you even identify with this man who spoke with Vice News.
2: I didn't choose to be like this. Why do they have so many broccolis, you know? Do you eat the bush? I never would have chosen to be like this. Looking at that, there's, like, gore. I'd rather have random chemicals than knowing that, like, I got to drain the blood out of my meat. Ew. I'm actually, like, serious. Like, like, this is a problem. It's weird for me to think of eating any food that's not yellow. My name is Austin, and for the past 17 years, I've eaten almost nothing but mac and cheese.
0: What? That side note, that's a fascinating video, by the way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No. Arteries probably have Cheeto dust in them. <laughs> they even came yes. out with like a Kraft dinner, uh, like powder, but it was like a, well, you see those, it was just
1: the regular flavor, right? Like the uh, regular yeah. flavoring. And so you could go put it on any pasta you wanted, any noodle you wanted uh-huh. and just make your own KD with the powder. So at Costco, they had these big things that looked like those big jugs of um, like feta, feta cheese, like those big ones. Okay, and uh, and it was just full of orange powder for you to make your KD out of
0: any noodle you wanted, and they didn't have hmm. it for long, but it was there. <laughs> I would be curious to do macaroni, like to do KD on penne, like actually good thick penne noodles. I bet that would be yummy, or those clam ones, or the the ones that look like, like clam shells. I don't know what they're yeah, called. They have, that might I think be called, called clam clamshells. shells. Yeah, you're um, probably right. <laughs> but those ones would be cool because they would hold all the chemicals for you like yes. a little Yes. Yes. Well, if you find yourself much like that man who has eaten nothing but mac and cheese for the past 17 years, you might find yourself a little bored when it comes to your uh, your craft dinner. You know, it's the same, just cheese-ish sauce with plain noodles. Well, I have a solution for you. Kraft Dinner has released some flavor boosters to spice up your cheese and noodles. Uh, the article I read quoted this as Canada's unofficial national comfort food. Um, and I, It's up there, but I would say that poutine is the national yeah. comfort food, which Kraft much must have thought of because you can now get a sachet of flavor that is poutine. You will open this packet up. It is sold by Kraft Dinner, and you put it on your KD, and voila, it tastes like poteen. That sounds interesting. I mean, it's probably like horrible for you. Like, I'm sure the flavoring, whatever they put in there, is. I mean, gravy with Kraft Dinner, fake gravy with Kraft Dinner. Come on. But we're not done here.
1: We got How other often flavors. Do we get real gravy anyway today? In all fairness, but That's I mean, a good point. the worst is it like. The fake, you know, it's bad enough when someone puts, like, matzah and not proper cheese curds on a poutine, and, right? So imagine fake powdered-flavored,
0: like, curds. It's, yeah, I would still choose matzah at that point. Exactly. Yeah. I would rather just have the matzah. Now, Derek raises a good point here. Remember the pumpkin spice craft dinner a while back? Well, this is the same type of flavor boosters as that was, except we have new flavors. We have spicy hot ghost pepper have you guys ever had a ghost pepper no no No. No. it is an experience i might (laughs) have but i couldn't see it (laughs) but it's yeah (laughs) yeah it's not bad uh we got but we have some milder variation buffalo wings and jalapeno Mm.
1: buffalo wings yeah i I could see that that'd be all right um and
0: jalapeno sure yeah i could i could see that too yeah yeah, it's, it's yeah, especially the buffalo wing. That one's not bad. Um, there's also a butter chicken one now. Mm.
1: That's a stretch.
0: Hesitant. And uh, cotton candy.
2: Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh. I am not joking. Don't do that.
0: Get ready. It gets worse. Not only does it make your craft dinner taste like cotton candy, it turns your craft dinner pink. Oh God, turn like my, compl- I'm not saying yeah. like it's there's a light pink hue. It turns it bright pink, bubblegum pink. I wonder if it tastes sweet
1: though. Like, is it like just a bunch of sugar? Like, well, you know, when you have like nerds or or you have cotton candy or something like that. Like, it just I don't know, is, like sugar.
0: It's oh, God, it's a, it's, disgusting. A, it's disgusting. Now here's the thing. These are available only in Canada, and they're available now. They're out now. I have to do a grocery run tomorrow. Oh. And I am making a pledge here to you, my friends, that if they have any of these flavors, I will buy them and try them, but not all of them. I'm going to pick one. I don't want to have eight servings of craft dinner even within yeah. a month, like once a you have month. To try I, is KD. cotton candy if it's there, okay?
2: <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to grab the poutine and the cotton candy. Okay. Right. So the poutine will be the main one, and I will bring a a, a nice review. And let you know what it tastes like. It's probably going to be like when Lay's tries to do fancy chips, and they just yeah, kind of yeah. taste weird, like prawn yeah. cocktail chips. Yeah, weird.
1: Um, okay, so to your point though, what mm-hmm. is Canada's food? What is Canada's food then? Dinner? Like, I mean, if it's if I mean, you say it's poutine, I you know I would say that by volume it's probably craft dinner. It's probably katie. I say that's but that's, this
0: is important to distinct between comfort food and a meal. I want to say okay. comfort food. That's what this Fair lines enough. under. Okay, the fair meal, enough. That's a good you point. Know, it's gonna be something like a nice yeah, you know, I don't know, rack of ribs, steak. Pop, Popcorn us yeah. kind of thing. But the yeah, um so the um food? but to your point,
1: um it's uh it's interesting to to look from the perspective of what would we go to if we needed comfort food, that's for sure. I mean mm. it's certainly the probably most popular budget food. Yep, uh, okay, uh, London says uh, hey Shift Joe, Bulk Barn has this uh, powder in bins, the cheese powder. Haven't tried it. Um okay. real mac and cheese, diced tomatoes, a little garlic. So what would be the um what would be the 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 comfort food of Canada? I mean then so let's just ask the question eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. What would be that comfort food? Because I don't know, man. I to me it's popcorn, but that's not very Canadian specific. So um ketchup mm. chips, maybe you could throw on there as being or like Smarties, oh, something that's chips. only Canada? All or Hawkins, well. Cheezies. Hawkins Cheezies.
0: Hawkins Cheezies? Hawkins I would yeah. say Either beaver tails or poutine, those are my two. Oh, I think it's, comfort beaver tools. tails
1: aren't available everywhere though. That's true. No, That'd beaver be tails
2: are like things that are sold in other countries to represent Canada, but they're or not Banff. so much here. <laughs> yeah, or Banff. Yeah, yeah
1: Banff. Okay, so uh, all right, oh. shift heads. If you know the what, what would be, it's got to be Canadian exclusive food. Like it can't yes. just be not exclusive or at least Canadian, Canadian leading food, right? So what would be the comfort food of Canada? I'm curious. Like Caesar, uh, yeah. Caesar, Caesar, yeah, is oh. that a food? Cool. No, Caesars can be a meal. You, they serve them sometimes with even a hamburger on top. So I would yeah, call they, that a, a meal. Disgusting. Yeah, it's a really great breakfast too if you really hung over.
0: <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Uh, now, while you send in those messages, I'm going to highlight a story that is very not Canadian, but very funny, regardless, and also super stupid. And it comes to us from the other side of the planet. There was absolute chaos in France this weekend at the Tour de France, the biggest, most popular bike race in the world. It's an incredibly grueling competition. It's insane what these athletes have to do to even finish it. And much like if you watch old rally races from the 80s and 90s, you see the cars driving down dirt roads, and there's hundreds of people right there, inches away from getting hit by cars. And Mm. much is the same with the Tour de France. That might be changing because of what happened. There was a fan who was very excited about the fact that the bikers were about to pass her. She had a sign, and so she decided, she saw the camera and went, Ooh, I'm going to say hi to the camera. So she leaned out a little bit too far, and her sign was a little bit too long. She had a little cardboard sign, and then she ended up hitting one of the racers which ended up causing a crash. And here is the very weird reaction from some of the casters at the moment it happened.
2: What's going to happen? How many people are going to get back up? Right, that this. sign you right there, the let your
0: picture. Oh, oh, my goodness, me. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, my
1: goodness. That sounds like the Tour de France, right? Like, that even just I sounds know, like right? it.
0: Yeah. So, at least, we're talking dozens of people, at least 30 people, crashed. Because the one guy crashed into the lady with her sign. So, the guy's name was Martin. The whole Jumbo Visma team, which I have no idea what that means, but a team went down and so like, there's so many. If you watch a video of the crash, it is staggering to see the domino effect and how quickly the race becomes chaos. Now, the sign that this lady was, ca- was holding was in French, but it translates to Go Grandpa and
3: grandma. Go, so grandpa, she's,
0: grandma? Yeah. So she was saying hi to, to her grandparents. Oh, kind of like on Maybe, TV, like, hey, like, hi, yeah, here hey, I am. Look, I'm at the Tour to France. I wonder if they were watching. As for what happened to that spectator. Uh, I wonder how proud they felt. <laughs> yeah. Well. There's a France uh, a French outlet called OS News and this is translated from French to English. So, uh oh boy, Christian Poudon, who is the director of the Tour de France, revealed to us this Saturday evening that also the organizer of the race had filed a complaint against the spectator, but just after the incident, the latter of foreign nationality, probably a German, took to the skies. For now, they remain untraceable. A daring escape, if I must say, so myself. Apparently, they just bolted after the ra- after the crash happened. Now, I bet. What do you do? It, like this is a huge impact to a very popular sporting event. You know, this is kind of like when the Cubs were almost made it to the World Series, and then the fan catches the ball, and the it's Cubs game fan. over. You got the Cubs fan, that guy who, that guy. Uh, this is a similar <laughs> kind of thing. Well. The Tour de France is planning on pursuing and finding this person and suing them. We are suing this woman who behaves so badly. We are doing this so that the tiny minority of people who do this don't spoil the show for everyone. Hmm. Watch where you're going. It would be my recommendation. And make oh, smaller signs. Yeah. So they they actually the Tour de France
1: actually released a tweet about um spectator yeah. safety. And yeah the oh my god oh my yeah. oh oh it's insane
0: like it, i just so the guy, i wish i could show all there's of like one this two three right four
1: five six they're like six wide on a very skinny road and the yep. guy furthest to the right she basically leans the sign out although he didn't really wasn't really watching where he was going and like it didn't look like the sign was there like the sign was out like she didn't stick the sign in front of him at like last second the sign was very much there and the rider didn't even see it like didn't even look Right. Like, so yeah. it's a, bizarre... you know, what are after watching I mean, the, the pre-rolls for like four or five seconds and the sign is already out and the cyclist just rides into it. Maybe assuming that it was going to get moved anyway to what I was going to say is there's actually a tweet, um, that talks about from tour de France that says, you know, cycling is a great show, respect the riders. And they show, um, clips of things that have gone wrong, protect your children. Cause there's like a video of this tiny little girl runs across the street, don't risk everything for a picture. Respect the riders as this mm-hmm. guy uh, runs and smacks a rider on the butt as he goes by. He's like no. running next to them. Respect yeah, respect the efforts. He gives him a Jeez. pat in the butt as he runs by. There's another one that says don't use flares on the route because people use those little smoke flares to get their attention. And it says mind your pets. Keep your pets on a leash. There's another clip where a dog runs out and gets run over by one of the cyclists who wipes out another one. It's Latour on Twitter is the Tour de France, and um, it's interesting stuff. You could see that video. That's crazy. I, you know what though? That lady with the sign. That sign was out for seconds long before that guy ever hit it. I don't know if that's. I mean, that's dumb, sure, but that guy didn't try to get out of the way either. He didn't even look worried. He just wrote. Well, the
0: other it. problem. Well, the other problem is how. They're, it's like a sardine can, right? Where's he going to go? If he goes hard to the right, he's going to crash into the guy on his left. He goes hard to the left, same thing. And if he breaks, the people behind him might run into the back of him. So there's probably a training in there saying if something's in front of you, there's a very good chance they're not idiots and they'll move. You just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Because looking at looking at how he reacted, which he re- really didn't... Um, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I this sucks. It's just, can you imagine? It totally I wonder sucks. how that woman's feeling. I wonder how she's feeling. She's like, ah, nuts. Well, there, or, hey, there I just is um,
1: the internet. Yeah, I mean, they're going after that person. They're trying to find that person, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they've appealed for witnesses and launched a probe into the yep. domino effect, and that's what they're doing. They're actually, um, yeah, it says woman held up a sign with "Granny and Granddad" written in German. Yeah, That's crazy. Hello.
0: Now, does some of the fault Hello.
2: lie with the event organizers for allowing spectators just to be this close?
0: But they're always close. This is a, what they get for getting putting spectators. They they were gone from the arenas and everything, and dumb people are back watching sports live again. <laughs> dumb people it's are good back. good content.
1: Such a long <laughs> course. I mean, you couldn't really take care of it, right? You've got to sort of... I guess it's one of the risks of running the race is that things can happen on... Things can happen on the open road, man, if you're going to go cruise.
0: Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast.
1: Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.